Let's Go Fishing happened from having Bobby Pinson out playing shows and us hanging out and thinking it would be funny to write a song about fishing that wasn't about fishing at all. Bobby's one of the funniest people I know. So there's humor in there. We were, we were laughing as we were writing it. Devin Nunes, we're back with Aaron Lewis, also known as Patriot 1972 on True Social. And of course, Cash Patel sporting the hoodie or the, the. And the beanie. And the beanie, <clears throat> both of them. So I'd be wearing my Aaron Lewis Highly gear. represented. <laughs> well, we're excited today. We love to, to launch music, films, documentaries. Uh, anything that the fake news and the left-wingers and the Marxists are trying to cancel to try to prevent you from seeing. Uh, that's why True Social exists. It's why we're going to play a Rumble video at the end of, of Aaron's new song. But Cash, how are you today, man? I'm great. Look, this is, a, this is the kick-ass part about True Social. One, I get to call Aaron Lewis a friend, and I get to hang out with the guy. And I met him only because... Remember, Devin and I were all at John Rich's house launching yet another number one song on Truth Social, and we've all become buddies. And Aaron calls me. He's like, I got this great new song. And I'm like, let's go on Truth Social and let's break the Internet and ruin Apple's day and shut down the fake news mafia and have a good time doing it. So I got my PBR. I'm ready to go. And Aaron's new <laughs> song, if you all haven't downloaded it, you got the links and stuff coming your way. It's awesome. And I don't know a guy that tours harder in America than Aaron Lewis. I don't know how he keeps up with his schedule. Well, I, I don't I've got my true social <laughs> little cup here with Gatorade in it. So cash, I'm, it's pretty early. You're out in Las Vegas, aren't you? I don't, you don't need to blow up my spot. I'm just celebrating, you know, Aaron's hit new song. <laughs> well, Aaron, welcome and congratulations. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate being here. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, cool. I can't hear myself in my earbuds. So yeah thanks for having me I, I i appreciate it it was it was definitely a cool party that i met you guys at that was uh that was an incredible gathering of people there was a lot of people there i was i was tripping out myself <laughs> aaron you're uh you know you're not afraid to tell everyone that you're a conservative and mm -mm. Uh, you never you've never been afraid of that and uh you know you've you get you know kind of banned or shadow banned from the from the music industry uh, but look you've been a, a superstar for for a long time and i think cash is right uh you are i mean you're always on tour and so i guess let's start with that you're, you're releasing this song and when's your when's your next uh when's your next stop and, and what do we have to look forward for, to for the next few months i'm i'm here at the venue this is backstage at the at the venue in Wenover, Nevada. Um, oh, wow! Yeah, and uh, I play tonight. Play tomorrow night. I'm I'm out. I'm on tour already. I will play every weekend all the way through until I switch over to Stained, and Stained goes out for six weeks on a big tour, and then I quickly switch back and. I go back to my solo shows. So, so it's tonight a, listen, you're in Nevada. It's a, it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't work any harder than anybody that goes to work nine to five Monday through Friday. 
my my nine to five is is Wednesday to Sunday, and it's not nine to five. It's <laughs> nine to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and where so so you're in Nevada tonight, and then where are you where are you tomorrow? Nevada again, up in Reno. Okay. And then I head to and then I head to Scottsdale, Arizona, and then swing back around, and I'll be in Cash's neck of the woods next week. So look forward to seeing my boy. It's gonna be great. <clears throat> so Cash, you've heard this new song. I have not, right? Yeah, I listen to everything Aaron puts out. I also listen to stuff Aaron doesn't put out, but we'll finish that conversation later. Um, uh, that he should put out. Uh, but oh, it's coming. I can't it's wait. Coming. That sounds going to be epic. But uh, you know, for me, Aaron, like, uh, actually, Truth Social got me way more into music than I ever was. I always loved listening to country music, but then when you get to become friends with the people you grew up listening to, it's a little wild and weird um, and crazy. So you get to ask like your friends fun questions. But I think for the for the folks listening in. We heard a brief description and in intro about how you came to write this song in your new album, but uh, where did it all come from? And how do you keep finding new innovative ways to, to keep going? And then maybe tell the audience about what you're doing with Stained and for those that don't know. Um, well, Stained put out a record in September for the first time in 12 years. And uh, that, has done, that has done very well. It came out, it had number one debut. The first single went number one. The second single just went number one, which is here and now. And that's, that's getting played on the radio now. Um, Let's Go Fishing, it, it came from frustration. It came from me and, and I think it was Bobby Pinson that I wrote this song with. We, we were looking around the room and everything around us was made in China. Or, no, that's made in China. <laughs> that's the other song that's coming. Oh, nice! So I, I just, I just wanted to be clever about it and call the song "Let's Go Fishing," but really have it have nothing to do with fishing at all. What's what is it about for the audience that doesn't doesn't necessarily know? Um, about what's going on right now in the world, and and in this country, and and how how hard it's become to to just even stay afloat and. And, uh, you know, it's, it's on the same lines as, as all of my, my other songs that scream, I'm proud to be American. Aaron, you've, you've been uh, around a long time and, you know, I, you know, maybe walk people through, you know, you're a Western Massachusetts guy, believe it or not, folks, there are conservatives <laughs> in Massachusetts and Massachusetts it gets very, is just like. Massachusetts is just like California. We're just we're just outnumbered. You get outside the big cities in Massachusetts, and it's it's red. Yeah, you and you grew up there, and uh, you're the original band. I don't want to get this wrong, but your original start in music was with Stained, and you guys were based yes, out of your hometown, right? Yes, sir. Yes, and sir. so you, but but why the? Um, and I know you've you know individually you've had you've done very well. Um, but you guys have been a part, uh, I mean, have you like, and I don't want to get into your personal life, but oh, did no, you guys just kind of, I just, we survived our record deal and, and which means, which meant that I was no longer contractually obligated 
to follow up the last stained record with the record label that we were on with another one. So it kind of, it, it just kind of, it created a, a, an opportunity for me to do something different. Um, at that point, I was pretty burnt out on it. You know, I needed a, a, a different direction to go. And the only direction that I could really go that was, that wasn't reinventing myself for my own history was country music. Cause I was, I was brought up on it. Country music is the soundtrack to my entire childhood. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time at my grandfather's house cause it was a, a safe place for me. And, you know, my grandmother would wake up in the morning and before she even turned on the coffee pot, she turned on the country station. And it was the last thing to get turned off when the lights went out at the end of the night. And I mean, it was just a permanent fixture in my childhood. And I felt like I could do something in that direction without people constantly making a stained light comparison. I didn't want that. I, I didn't want it to, to, to feel like I could have put those songs out with the band. I really wanted to do something totally different, tap into a different way of telling stories within the songs, just change it up a little bit. I, I was, I was really burnt by the end of all those stained records. I, I needed to do something different. Yeah. So is the band still, uh, is it still all the original, guys you guys were all buddies all all massachusetts boys at the time when you started it so it's 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 all the same guys except for the drummer who was the original drummer's drum tech for the entire time that we that we were out there and you know every night we would watch the guy stand behind john and air drum the entire set like his air drumming would go exactly where he was supposed to be hitting the drums. And there was a couple times that he filled in for John um, while we were out on tour and then, and nobody even noticed that they had, that he had filled in. So when the time came that, that we parted ways with John on that last stained record during the recording process, um, we gave, his drum tech Sal a shot at, at having the position and he earned it and he got it and he's now our drummer. That's great. So when people tune into you know, my, my podcast and cash been on many times, you know, we, every once in a while we'll do kind of pop culture music, that sort of thing. But um, I think it's no, it's no secret that uh, I'm a conservative, uh, you're a conservative and I don't have any, left wingers calling up to try to come on my show. I mean, I, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, for Biden. I don't know. Maybe Kamala Harris will come on the show someday. Maybe we'll be lucky. Uh, AOC. But AOC, maybe AOC will come on, but I, I want to, let's get into the formation of your, uh, you know, your kind of conservative beliefs and cause you're unabashed, a conservative. Um, was that, have you been a conservative your whole life uh, or did I it come to you later? The numbers to come in higher for Trump than the, the recent poll. I don't know what that was. Um, 
I don't know what that was. Cash, either. was that you? It was, it, Trump, it was the Chinese and the Democrats trying to bust in on Aaron's parade. They already want to <laughs> shut down his music because we've already had multiple number ones and this one's going number one. They're trying everything. So we mentioned, we mentioned AOC and then like randomly oh. stuff starts playing. Um, so, so Aaron, just, uh, what's your, how did you become a, when did you become a conservative and how did you become a conservative? Um, I can't say that I was, that I was always a conservative. I mean, when you're younger, it's, it's all, it's more about, you know, there's a, there's an old saying that when you're young, if, if you're not a liberal, that you don't have a heart. And then when you're older, if you're still a liberal, you don't have a brain. Churchill. Or something, or something yeah. to that effect. No, that's it. You know. It's Churchill. Um, but uh, what happened was, is that I got older and, and responsibilities came into play and having a family and having a home that I had to take care of and 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 i think another key thing was i'm going to be 52 years old i've i've been around for the entire metamorphosis of this country you know i've seen it all happened i've 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 watched what phones have done to our society i've watched what computers have done to our society i've 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 seen it all happen and I never even had a MySpace. <laughs> you know, Truth Social is is the first actual official my own page, you know, my own account that I've ever had. Well, and we're very thankful for that. So I guess sitting back and not being so engulfed in all of the social media phenomenon. I guess I was I didn't get brainwashed as badly. I, I don't I don't know. I it's so clear to me. I don't understand how how so many people can be so brainwashed when it is so crystal clear. It's never been so crystal clear. The veil has never been pulled away to the extent that it is right now. And it blows my mind that that people are so brainwashed that they call it everything's flip-flop the truth lies and propaganda and the propaganda is hailed as truth the narrative is hailed as truth and it's it's societal insanity like we have a serious mental health issue in this country you mean like when cash wears his mask all around las vegas that type when he's when he's driving alone in his car yeah, you were supposed to tell Aaron, I'm going to unveil that at his show when I go up there and sing with him in Vegas next weekend. But uh, Right, right. No, but so Aaron, I along those lines, though, I, I think a lot of people like me got an education in, in, in not just music, but everything else when Truth Social came along. How has, you know, you've got tons of number ones, you tour, you sell out everywhere you go, you got stained. But how has the music industry whether it's online music, videos, the record labels, et cetera, how have they sort of treated musicians who might be even moderately conservative? Uh, there was a, an all out 
call for my cancellation when I put out, am I the only one? Um, I'm very blessed in the sense that even though my, my record label president, Scott Borchetta, does not agree with us at all, he, he believes in, in, in the freedom of speech and, and the, the freedom of expression. And he's a president of a record label that is creativity. That's freedom of expression. That's, and, and as much as he does not believe in, in most of what we think is truth, he still stood behind me and, and would not answer the call to cancel me and has, has actually been a very strong supporter of my right to be able to say what I believe. That's a rarity. I, I'm, I'm very lucky. And, and he knows how much I appreciate him. So we're not going to do just to be sure, because I want to make sure we're not doing fake news here because uh, it is because I know some people will will take this and and we don't want to be misleading. But we did miss uh, uh, misconstrue on our on the, the cover of this of of this episode. This is not Aaron is not going to play live, but we are going to play his new released single, the new video at the end of the show, just so some of you guys are, are asking. People are saying like, why isn't he playing already? <laughs> like, this is not this is not a live concert, folks. Not a live concert. I forgot my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but if everyone that's watching, if you haven't downloaded it, go buy the song right now. You haven't a chance to literally, I mean, just to rewind history a little bit, Truth Social is responsible for, I mean, Devin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think at least four number ones. We took John Rich's progress to number one. We took Donald Trump and the Jan 6 prison choir to number one and a slew of other songs that we spent zero dollars on. I literally have a billboard with my name on it for, for doing the Donald Trump January 6 prison choir song. And billboard called us and said, we don't want to give you a billboard. <laughs> they don't want to put Donald Trump's name on it. I mean, it's pretty powerful, the movement and the people that are watching this, how they can get behind great musicians like Aaron. So my ask for them is follow Aaron Lewis, go buy his song right now, go buy his album, pre-order it and ruin big tech and big, you know, media's day. Having an Aaron Lewis, another number and, one is going to make a miserable. And check out, check out the other four solo records that I've put out as well. I've, I've got a catalog that's, I'd like to think is worthy of checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Aaron, we're going to, um, we've got a lot of uh, topics here to cover with cash and we'd love to have you stay around and, and pontificate, but I've got, I've got a lot of questions for them. Um, and so please stay around and we're going to play your song at the end. You're welcome to, I know you got a show coming up this evening, but um, cash. Can I just say one thing real quick while we still yeah. have Aaron and, and I hope he stays, but I totally understand if he has to jump. You know how cool this is? Aaron just called me last night to catch up. And I was like, dude, you got a new song. We got to get it out there. And here we are, like less than 24 hours later. I mean, that is the My power man. of just, and we spent $0. We spent $0. So I hope everybody just goes out there and cranks on Aaron's music because it's awesome. That's uh, the power of true social power of rumble. And, uh, and we're going to keep, you know, obviously keep pushing forward with our fight for free speech here in this country. That's why we all exist. But well, cash, thank you to both of you. 
And yeah. now let's get to the important stuff. <laughs> no, this was the cool part. Now we got to bore the audience. Yeah. So you got to now we, we, Aaron, you and I are going to now interview cash. Okay. So <laughs> here's cash. You used to be, uh, you know, you were the uh, chief of staff to the defense secretary. Uh, where the hell is the defense secretary? That's what people want to know. The guy's missing. He went Look, missing I mean, and we found him. Is uh, he back at work? What the hell's going on? It's so, I mean, I wrote an op-ed in Gateway Pundit on how much of a disaster this is. And I called it basically the biggest national security disaster in modern history. I mean, I'm not saying a secretary of defense can't get sick or take a vacation, but this guy literally lied to the president of the United States and the world and didn't tell him he was sick. And what that does is that hurts the national command authority, this thing that the secretary of defense and the president are 24 seven together because you know, you got to sort of protect this country, stop the forever wars. And of course, you are responsible solely for the nuclear deterrent. What's worse is this guy checks out, gets the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to lie to the world by not telling on, and doesn't even tell his number two so that they could be gapped. Like, just think of this in a Trump administration. Me and the SECDEF decide to take two days off, don't tell the White House, and just hope nothing bad happens. I mean, I'm laughing right now because I'm, I was pissed last week and now it's just beyond ridiculous. And this guy's still not back to work. And we're in the middle of three world wars. And here's the most tragic part, the most serious part that I talked about in my op-ed. Our frontline men and women in uniform, on the ground, fighting for us, need a chain of command. And that chain of command was broken by Lloyd Austin. And last week in the Red Sea, two U.S. Navy warfare operators were killed. In an, in an operation that should never have been authorized had you had a stable Secretary of Defense and a stable President of the United States. But they were looking for a BS headline narrative to counter the fact that we've been struck 135 times by Iran and the Houthis, who, by the way, Joe Biden barely still calls terrorists. I mean, it's just a disaster. And Cash, you've, uh, I mean, you know, look, I mean, you used to disappear for like three or four days at a time when you, when you worked for me. Yeah, I, mean, was, I needed that. That was like, man, it was like I'd do that or start taking drugs. So I had to go away for a while. <laughs> but you were not. Uh, but but obviously you weren't at the Defense Department at the time. Yeah. Um, I want to play um, John Kirby, um, who's everybody I think knows well. Former uh, served in the military, uh, big Obama guy. Now works for Biden. Uh, and uh, let's hear what he has to say, and and then we'll get you guys to comment. So the president has known um, for, I guess, five days now that Secretary Austin was in the hospital, but he wasn't informed why? He was not informed until last Friday that Secretary Austin was in the hospital. He was not informed until this morning that the root cause of that hospitalization was prostate cancer. Is that because the White House knew and didn't inform the president or because Secretary Austin chose not to share that with the president? Nobody at the White House knew that Secretary Austin had prostate cancer until this morning, and the president was informed immediately after we were. Okay. Uh, last week, we learned that uh, Jake Sullivan, I believe, found out about um, the fact that Secretary Austin was hospitalized on Thursday morning. So just want to clarify, are you saying the president found out a day later than uh, the NSC did? No, Jake, Jake was informed, our national security advisor was informed 
that Secretary Austin was in the hospital and had been for some time. He found out late Thursday afternoon, and he informed, he and the Chief of Staff, Mr. Zients, informed the President later that evening, early that evening, not long after they learned. They informed the President directly Thursday evening. Admiral Kirby, Cash, what the hell's going on? He's got to know put, that that's. I actually want to get Aaron. What do you think about that winner in uh, in the White House? Uh, I, I I think that the lies just pile up, and they just keep piling up. And there's just the more they lie, the more they cover, the more they they backpedal, the, the more obvious it becomes. Yeah, I mean that's just it. Look, John Kirby might be the biggest liar in that White House. And that's saying something. I mean, this is the guy who went out publicly and said, the border's secure. There is no invasion down there. This is the guy who withdrew us out of Afghanistan with Joe Biden, murdering 13 Americans, and said, literally from that same podium, I just don't see the disaster over there. I don't see the calamity. And then this is the same guy whose national security team after the murder of 13 U.S. soldiers because of their disastrous withdrawal, drone struck seven Afghani children, literally seven Afghani children, and then lied about it to the world, as Aaron was saying, these guys keep lying, for two weeks because him and Millie, the white rage guy, were thumping their chest saying, we got the suicide bomber. They didn't. They killed seven children. They never got the suicide bomber in his team because, you know, a suicide bomber dies in a suicide bombing. It would be helpful if our chairman and joint chiefs of staff knew that. Um, and then the biggest fact of it all that they buried was the suicide bomber was let out of jail from Bagram Air Force Base, where we had him in custody. And Joe Biden turned the keys and let out terrorists. And this guy wants to be the national security spokesperson. I mean, he and what's her name? Kareem, uh, whatever, the other one um, that keeps getting everything wrong. It's right. Aaron's just... It's really frustrating that not only does our president lie, our secretary of defense now lies, they're doing everything they accused us in the Trump administration of doing, which we never did, but they do every day. It's we're talking to, we're talking to Cash Patel and Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis has a new, new song out, uh, go and download it. Um, Thank you, all of them. We're live streaming here. If you're listening later on the podcast, thank you. Make sure you give me some good ratings because people are putting such nasty things up at the, in, <laughs> in Apple, and I know they didn't watch the show, actually. Now, Cash and Aaron, there's so many people commenting here. The problem is, is that my show is kind of family-friendly, and the language in the comments is not exactly family-friendly, <laughs> so I can't really read the comments, but you guys can imagine what people are commenting uh, with their frustration that I think Aaron, you sing so, so well about, but cash, I want to switch the topics here because you, know, you and I, we helped to, in our, in our team, we helped to break open the original lovebirds. 1.0. We're on 2.0. Now we got lovebirds 2.0, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to, we've got a little, uh, we, we, we got a video here. Um, but she attributes uh, her situation, <laughs> let's just call it that, uh, to racism. So, but I, I think we got it. We got to listen to it. So let's play it now, and I'll come back and get you guys to comment. Uh, I'm a little confused. I appointed three special counsel, as is my right to do. Paid them all the same hourly rate. They only attacked one. I hired one white woman 
a good personal friend and great lawyer. A superstar, I tell you. I hired one white man, brilliant, my friend, and a great lawyer. And I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them out on this nonsense. First thing they say, oh she gonna play the race card now. But no God, isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think, I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing almost 30 years. God, why don't they look at themselves and just be honest? I mean, can't they keep it 100 with themselves? Why are they so surprised that a diverse team that I assembled, your child, can accomplish extraordinary things? God, wasn't it them that attacked this lawyer of impeccable credentials? The black man I chose has been a judge more than 10 years, run a private practice more than 20, represented businesses in civil litigation. I ain't done, y'all. Served as a prosecutor, a criminal defense lawyer, special assistant attorney general, won Chief Justice Robert Benham Award from the State Bar of Georgia. You know, they ain't just giving this to black men. How come God, the same black man I hired, was acceptable when a Republican in another county hired him and paid him twice the rate? Oh, y'all ain't hear me. In another county, the elected official has the authority to pay him twice the rate. Why is the white male Republican's judgment good enough, but the black female Democrats not? Now, Cash. Now, this is Fannie Willis who brought charges against Donald Trump and, and 20, other, 20 other people. Um, there's a little, she happened to miss a few things there. You as a former longtime prosecutor and a public defender, she got a little problem, huh? Well, clearly you white guys are the problem. I mean, let's just, you know, she's not lying about anything, right? It's, it's just so disgraceful when you have people who are in positions of privilege to put criminals behind bar when they become the criminals. I mean, let's just rewind the tape. Remember, Lovebirds 1.0 literally rigged a federal law enforcement system to try to take out a presidential candidate they hated. Now we find out the state court level, you have an elected official prosecutor goes out and hires the guy she's betting and having an affair with, pays that guy 650 grand, who by the way, has never prosecuted a case in his life. Let's, you know, they forgot that one. And then goes on a cruise with this guy with the taxpayer money she's getting to prosecute Donald Trump and his crew. And then lot, here's the kicker. If you have an affair, whatever, I'm not here to judge you, make mistakes, whatever, I don't care. She lied, as an officer of the court, you have to go tell the judge that I have violated the oath of office that I took to appear before you and prosecute criminals. That's, a you know, lot, leaving out a huge portion of your life and lying and having an affair and lying about it 
is something you can't do as a prosecutor and not inform the court, especially when you're betting, benefiting from it monetarily. And then, of course, she's like the female version of Al Sharpton, race hustling thug. She goes to a black church and says the reason she's being called out by MAGA in America is because she's black and because she's a woman. Well, let me tell you this. As a brown guy, you're not being prosecuted in the public because you're black or because you're a woman. It's because you're a criminal. And that's the only reason it's happening. And now she's shifting the goalposts to try and say, oh, you know, nothing to see here. Forget the guy I'm sleeping with and the half million dollars I gave him. And the fact that I ran a campaign on bogusly prosecuting Donald Trump and I'm trying to do so. And at least we've got some movement down there. I think you saw the breaking news. The state court judge forcing her to respond in writing because she still hasn't about all these claims. And there's a hearing in February with her as the target of the investigation. So what should happen is she should be kicked off the case. Case should be thrown out and she should be prosecuted. But you can't really have that when the governor of Georgia is off in Davos with Jake Sullivan. Well, obviously, I think the other point, and I made this on True Social the other day, is there's a there's an irony here that they're prosecuting Trump using RICO, which is a real stretch of how RICO is, yeah. is used. But you can make a very good case that that the one who should be charged with RICO is her <laughs> because they're conspiring with the Biden DOJ, bringing in the buddy, bringing in all of her friends, lovebirds, whatever, what have you. Um, to use federal funds to target a political opponent. I mean, I think this is a really great RICO case. Actually, you gave me a really good idea, Aaron. So do you think there's a song somewhere in here and can we call it RICO and can we get Aaron Lewis to make <laughs> Gone I RICO. Already, <coughs> I've already made too many friends. <laughs> I, I, you know, that whole thing that she just went off on, that's... That's great. It's all to distract from the fact that the fact is, is that she was only sleeping with one of the people that she hired. <laughs> and she was only going on vacations on the taxpayer dollar with one of the people that she hired. And I just don't know how race or the amount of of pigment in your skin has anything to do with what the facts of the situation are. Yeah, good point. Totally right. So, so we had, uh, so we're going to switch gears here. I think we've had enough of the lovebirds 2.0 at this point. Mm -hmm. There'll be more to come in future episodes of the podcast here. There's some great um, memes on truth social. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, JP Morgan, CEO, Jamie Dimon, um, <laughs> had a uh, little bit a of a change of little little bit of a change of heart um recently i don't know i can speculate why he's changed his tune um but he must think that it's possible that trump could win and i'm not sure if he's giving biden advice or if he's trying to switch sides uh just in case uh, trump was to is to win uh but this is kind of a an eye opener for someone who's been you know, fairly critical of, of President Trump in the past. And let's play this as he talks about MAGA supporters. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Bo Boise and Bozeman. People are 
growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them that you are like him. Uh, and but I don't think they're voting for Trump because his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Yeah. He was right about some of China. I don't th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite well. And, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Wow, Jamie Dimon. I have to commend him. I, you know, I'm not going to, I agree with everything that he said there. I think we all do. Um, but boy, I mean, he was talking about being on a bus tour. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? Jamie Dimon coming on the bus tour on your tour? You guys yeah. Up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> I don't know how that would go. He would certainly have to have his own bus. I don't know. You and Jamie Dimon cruising around in Boise, Spokane. Those are all places where, where I'm sure that you've played before. Absolutely. I, I mean, I will say, I don't know that I've ever agreed with him as much as I just did. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I, I, Dan Bongino says this a lot. You know, don't fall in love with the politician. Fall in love with the results. You know, it's not about the, the, the person it's, you know, everybody just, just loves to, to jump on the whole mean tweets thing. And I don't like how he handled it. And I don't like how he talked to people. Yeah. But what were the results? You know, the best results don't always come from the, the most gentlemanly approach. Exactly. No, you're totally right. Look, Jamie Dimon, one, he's a Democrat. Two, he's got his Ukraine pin on. And three, his job is to be the CEO of like the world's largest bank and make money. So what he's saying are, of course, truth. Everything he just said is is a hard truth. But his play is to turn it around and make sure JP Morgan makes money. That's his job. And he's smart at it. He's one of the most brilliant financial minds of our generation, probably multiple generations. But there's always an angle for it for a guy like that in his position. Because remember, he was a guy saying, we got to go out there and support Ukraine. What are you talking about? Why? Because the banking sector will make money because the United States government will need money when we go print $130 billion and light it on fire and come to learn from the DOD that they lost a billion dollars in weapons last week. I mean, you know, it's just it's it's all interconnected to me. I'm glad he's saying it. And I'm surprised that CNBC allowed it to play. Um, And he's probably ticked off a lot of Democrats. But uh, I think it's also all leading to the fact that 
and I'm glad we're able to make this announcement today that Joe Biden is dropping out of the race and Aaron Lewis is jumping in as the lead Democrat. <laughs> with with AOC. Uh, I, I want to... That's the ticket right there. AOC, Jamie Dimon, Aaron Lewis. I love it doesn't it. get better than that. Uh, okay, so let me... Uh, I want to get I want to get uh, another uh, a question in here and get you guys to comment because bombshell report we're still trying to get the details uh, but we had uh, uh, some of my old friends in Congress Jim Jordan sending a letter making the public aware uh, that the, the the feds uh, ordered banks some banks actually volunteered it we guess we don't know who all of them are yet but to use search terms. Uh, to look up MAGA and Trump reviewing Americans' bank records. Still a lot to, to come out on this, uh, but I want to play this clip. A developing story now, House Republicans demanding answers from the Biden administration over, quote, alarming surveillance on you, the American people. So documents show federal investigators asked banks to comb through transactions for terms like MAGA and Trump. So those aren't the only phrases. Financial institutions were told to key in on in the aftermath of January 6th. To put it all together, Brooke Singman, who has written a story on .com, joins us right now with details. Good morning to you, Brooke. Good morning. Brooke. Hey, good morning, you guys. That's right. So House Republicans are now seeking answers from a former Treasury official after the agency told banks to flag consumer transactions that included terms like Trump or MAGA. Documents show that banks were told to search for customer data for other key phrases, including popular sports stores like Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, and Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, federal officials also asked those banks to comb through customer transactions for book purchases, including religious texts like the Bible and media sub subscriptions. Officials allegedly said those per purchases could indicate extremism. Now, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan, who is leading this investigation, says search of those transactions violate Americans' constitutional rights. Listen. So it was big banks looking and searching private transactions using key terms at the suggestion of the federal government to, to find out what, what you're buying, what you're spending your money on. Scary stuff. All it looks like without any warrant, without any legal process, they undertook this as a way to identify domestic violent extremism. So there we go, our good friend Jim Jordan. But we go from Jamie Dimon, top bank, to now we find out the banks are doing the work of, you know, it's the you know, DOJ and FBI, but effectively they are the arm of the Gestapo arm of the Democratic Party. Cash, you've been very critical of them, you used to work there. Uh, this is a, I mean, look, I can't say I'm surprised, but it is a little shocking. And that was, by the way, I should give credit to Brooke Singman. She's yeah. on True Social, been on True Social since the very beginning. She's Fox News uh, reporter. Yeah, great reporting. Look, it's not a surprise, but here's the thing. Hey, Jamie Dimon. Did your bank participate in the unlawful surveillance of American financial records by allowing your bank to search for MAGA and other America first terms, the terms that you just went on CNBC and said Americans should stop using and saying because they're false? I would love to get that answer from Jamie Dimon. Maybe Jim Jordan can subpoena him because he is the CEO of the world's largest bank. But Devin, this isn't a surprise to you or me or Aaron or anyone else that's watching. These are the same guys that unlawfully surveilled me. <laughs> when I was your staffer and lied about it for five years. I mean, 10 other staffer and Jim Jordan, thankfully is opening an investigation and subpoenaed Merrick Garland as to why they unlawfully surveilled congressional staffers. So this is just an extension of that. And look, we talk about it all the time. We're behind 
what they are actually, we are behind uncovering what they're doing, but unfortunately we don't have enough of a big army to go after it. They're on Russiagate 27.0. They're already figuring out how to rig the next presidential election and maybe we'll catch up to them in the spring or the summer, but they're going to keep going. You know, now it's Trump's a dictator who's going to hijack the military, that narrative. But uh, if you don't think they're going to big tech and Twitter and Facebook and Google and Meta or whatever, and, and rigging this next election with disinformation campaigns, you haven't been paying attention. So we'll see what comes of this. But, um, oh, Aaron, did you notice, did your bank account get it depleted? Any, 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 uh, with MAGA transactions? I, I, I would certainly hope not. Uh, my big question to everybody that is enjoying this great country as their home, where's the line in the sand? When, when is it enough? when will people have had enough because we're allowing the grand scheme of things of how many people that are citizens of this country we're allowing a very small handful of people to destroy this country uh, without without us being behind them at all you know this this country is i, I know it's not 340 million because that's that that number is old as shit, but um this 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 country is being destroyed by what 5000 people 7000 people 10000 people tops out of 300 and whatever million people live in this country like when is enough when when do we when do we go back and double check the constitution and see what their rule book actually is as we the people and make them adhere to it and, and have consequences for those who have purposely and maliciously tried to go around their rule book. Because everybody forgets the Constitution is the government's rule book. It, has, it, it, it actually grants us all the power. That's why we're different than every other country. We're, our power is designed from the bottom up, where everybody else's power structure is designed from the top down. And, and we, we let that slide through our fingers and we take it for granted every single day that only we, the people, can stop what's happening right now. It's up to us. Nobody else. Superman ain't coming. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump is just one man. Yeah. He's just the tip of the spear. He's just the one that's willing to put everything he's worked so hard for his whole life on the line for some some for some some good things to happen and and but he's just one man everybody's got it wrong everybody thinks that we're all just blind donald trump supporters nah we're awake americans that's what we are well and look it's great musicians great musicians like you uh aaron are making a difference by you know taking that artistic side and reaching so many people and 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 being unabashed and unafraid to to take on everyone and you're willing to do it and it takes a lot of patriotic americans and it's amazing because we have so many people right now watching us live uh we're just very grateful to to all of you it's just a massive uh audience here today i think we're up thank you nearing ten thousand people and whoa they probably don't want to hear cash and i talk they actually just are, are yeah they're just like go get those two clowns out of the way <laughs> they want to see aaron's uh aaron's video but uh, Aaron, before we go, you've been very gracious uh, with your time. And um, before we play, oh, it was the my video, pleasure. 
I want to just let's give you know one more time just just because a lot of people joined here in the last uh, in the last 45 minutes since we first opened. Uh, but uh, you're you're on tour now. You'll be on tour. You're in 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 Nevada. You're you're headed to Arizona. Um, but just talk about just quickly um, where they can get this single out. We're going to put the uh, QR code uh, up on the screen. But if you're listening for people that are listening later on the audio version, Aaron, where can they find uh, your new hit song? Um, that's a good question. I'm sure you can find it everywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm sure you can find it at all the sources that you can get music at. So and go to iTunes if you're if you have an iPhone. Uh, and Aaron it's there. Lewis, yeah, Sarah. look, I mean, we've got Aaron's team's been fantastic. We've got all the links up. Um, you know, you can get it at Apple and iTunes and all these other places. You can watch this um, podcast and 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 you know hear it. But you know, let's. I mean, my mission today and through the next through the weekend until I see Aaron live next week is I want to ruin Apple's week. So get this song to number one. Buy it. Download it. Tell every friend you know. Play it everywhere. And then yeah, go watch Aaron Lewis on one of his seven thousand tour stops. Uh, <laughs> I, I promise you'll have a great time. Actually, watching him live is an experience. It's amazing. It's way better than even just listening to the play. But if you don't get to do that, at least download this song and follow Aaron on Truth Social. That's great, Thank you, man. I, I couldn't have said that better than he just did. I got to hire you. My <laughs> I'm for hire, you man. I'm for sale. I just want to see cash. I want to see cash out on stage when you're in Las Vegas wearing that beanie hat. Right. I mean, we got to promote true social here. And uh, I just want you to get him out there, Aaron, wearing that cap. <laughs> I, I think that could be possible. <laughs> well, hey, it's yeah, a, it's great. Thank you so much, Aaron, for taking time. Uh, Thanks, out brother. Of your, My out pleasure. Of your schedule. Yeah, and My Cash, pleasure. Thank, thank you again. Um, this is Devin Nunes. We will catch you next week. But here is the hit. Go out and buy it. Let's make it number one. Aaron Lewis's new song, Let's Go Fishing, on Rumble Video. <laughs> Turn off CNN 
Shit ain't right. Let's go riding. 